Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Everybody, welcome afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Don't buy retail, buy wholesale at Rocky Mountain Forest Products. In the meantime, I know the weather is nice. Eventually, that snow is really going to hit. It's going to stick on the ground. When it does, your golf game is going to be over for a while. And if it is, my suggestion, you go to Optimum Golf. They have two great locations in Park Hill or Rhino. You can keep your game sharp during the offseason. we got a great offer in the second hour of the show. We're going to give away a $100 gift card. You can use it for a free lesson with my guy, Kyle. Or you can get two hours playing virtual golf, and they have great bays where you can play you know, with your friends. You can have a party. They have leagues and tournaments. But we're going to give you a $100 gift card in the second hour of the show. Make your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Mace, how are you? Doing great. Look, you weren't here on Friday, of course. Yep. How are you feeling? That's the more important thing. I feel great. What I'm about to say is going to sound like hyperbole, and it is not. I've had two hair transplant surgeries and each one was, they weren't painful, but they were uncomfortable. Right. And they, and there's a huge scar in the back of my head that is permanent. So I went to go see my guy, Dr. McCracken at Denver hair surgery. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, forget about pain. I'm not even uncomfortable, and I was never uncomfortable. They offered me nitrous oxide, didn't need it. It was painless. They gave me like a local in terms of they numbed my head. That didn't hurt at all. For those that follow me on Twitter, I took a video of me actually getting the procedure done. If it was really that painful, there's no way I could have done that. The recovery could not have been any easier. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't even call it recovery. It's just like normal day to day. If you are planning on doing something, I, I, I cannot recommend Denver hair surgery enough and Dr. McCracken. This has been an eye opener and a game changer for me. I'm so thrilled I did this. That's awesome. All right. That's great. That's great. So you're you're feeling good. Great. And you know what? I mean, the goal of this transplant is looking good. Right. So straight out trading places. Looking right. good. Be, be, Billy Ray feeling good. Lewis. Right. Right. That's well, what we're going for I, here. I think I had told you that I was not going to be in studio for the next two weeks. because I was really concerned how I was going to look. Now, they had to shave the back of my head in order to get the donor hair. But you wouldn't see that on camera. Mm-hmm. And my hair is really short. I look like I have a buzz cut is the best way to put it. Like I was getting ready to go through basic training. Listen, I suppose you can make the case I'm vain enough to get it done. But I'm not vain enough where I can't be on camera on milehighsports.com. So there's a chance I'm going to be in studio next week. I might even come into studio this week. Wow. Okay. I mean, sir, I was, really self, I was really self-conscious about this, but I'm not at all. So I'm totally cool with it. So I might surprise you one day and just come in. How's that sound? Hey, you know what? I don't mind surprises. 
Okay. So let's so surprise surprise me one day. I'm just sitting here in the studio in All my right. chair at 358, right. and then oh, right. here comes Eric. Here we not, are. Right. Not vain, but very opinionated. Yep. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Well, the Broncos coaching search will certainly kick into high gear this week. Four of the guys they wanted to interview got knocked out of the playoffs this weekend. Talking about Cowboys OC Dan Quinn or DC. Dan Quinn, the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, Philadelphia, D.C., Jonathan Gannon, New England linebackers coach, Jared Mayo. The list could become five if the Cardinals beat the Rams tonight, which would allow the Broncos to interview Kevin O'Connell. But I think they're going to wind up getting all their interviews done this week, period. But let's talk about the elephant in the room. We have two guys from the Cowboys, an embarrassing longs yesterday, terrible clock management at the end of the game. The Cowboys defense, if we're honest, did not look very good. Dan Quinn, as you and I have talked about, through 36 holes, is probably the leader in the clubhouse. Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator of one of the most prolific offenses we've seen in a very long time. Did yesterday's Cowboys loss, should that affect how George Payton looks at either of those guys? Only in regard to specific decisions, and even then, only in that it spurs a question, a question to Kellen Moore that is specifically, you know, what went into the thought process on the last call that led to the clock running out. But it should not have a big picture effect. I mean, I'll just, I'll give you an example, Eric. Imagine if the San Francisco 49ers had looked at the Falcons blowing a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl and said, you know, Kyle Shanahan lost his way trying to preserve his lead with the play calling. We don't want any of that. You don't right. want to get too caught up with one, with the most recent result. You don't want to let recency bias cloud your overall view of a guy's resume. I say this all the time, Mason. I'll repeat it again. You should never judge a guy on one game, good or or bad. Mm -hmm. If he hits four home runs in a game, I'm not necessarily going to look at him as a home run hitter. If a ball goes through his legs, let's say, I don't know, in game six of a World Series, I'm not going to judge that guy as he was a terrible player because Bill Buckner was one of the best hitters of his era. Never judge a guy in one game. Same goes for Quinn. Same goes for Moore. You have to look at the body of work. If you judge somebody on one game, you are being completely short-sighted. Now, let's go to another offensive coordinator. You would think that every team that is looking for a head coach should be banging down Brian Dable's door, including teams that currently have head coaches and might want to consider firing their head coach to get Brian Dable after what the Bills did to the Patriots. Are we putting too much stock in Brian Dable and should the Broncos be interviewing him? Honestly, the reason why I would interview Brian Dable is if you accept as a possibility that you might have to develop a quarterback because you don't come up with Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Again, the, the body of work tells me Brian Dable can develop a quarterback. That's why uh, he would be on. He would be on my list. How about yours? Well, uh, let's look at his history. Because again, I'm not going to look at one guy mm-hmm. and say that he is great 
at developing guys, right? Mm -hmm. So he was the offensive coordinator for the uh, Chiefs in 2012. Mm -hmm. Who was the uh, quarterback back then? Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn. How did you do with How do you do with Brady Quinn? Not well. But then again, again, the material matters. Brady Brady Quinn was a fringe quarterback. Okay, 2011. I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Who was the quarterback of the Dolphins? Uh, Most of the year it was Matt Moore, and he had a pretty good season. Pretty good, but nothing great. Right. Uh, He was the offensive coordinator of the Browns from 09 and 2010. Who was was the quarterback there? The Jets the year before when he was the quarterback's coach. He had Brett Favre for a year. Lucky him. Yeah. Lucky him. At the end of the day, can you make a good quarterback great? We know that Josh Allen has all the tools and good for Brian Dable. Mm -hmm. Maybe he is the reason why he is because, talking about Allen, because of Brian Dable. But at the end of the day, I want more than one example of a guy making somebody great. Josh McDaniels is a good example of that. Helped Tom Brady, helped Matt Castle, right? There helped Matt Jimmy Jones. Garoppolo. There you go. There is a history. Don't tell me about one guy. Tell me about a few guys. Give me a bigger sample size. I'm not suggesting Dayball isn't a great offensive coordinator, and I'm also not suggesting he isn't going to be a great head coach. I don't know the first thing about him. I think the thing is, though, like it, when you're talking about, yeah, you have the most recent example. He, first of all, he's been with Buffalo for five for five years, which uh, in, in and of itself says a lot if, in, in this game, or four years, pardon me, because he actually spent a year under Nick Saban at Alabama. Um, so there's that to consider. Another thing to consider, he's got a background as a wide receivers coach, and he's coached tight ends as well. And so... Again, he had some good material. Like he had Rob, Gr- he coached Rob Gronkowski in New in New England. Did great. Also in New England earlier in his career, coached a bunch of receivers who, you know, we're talking about David Patton and we're talking about Troy Brown. Not necessarily the best of material, but they became good pros under his watch. So kind of from an all offensive perspective, and obviously quarterbacks kind of the big thing, but an all offensive perspective, a lot of players do get better. And the one thing you can say with Josh Allen is this. That's the only quarterback he has developed from a rookie season that he got that he got at the start and had a multi-year plan to develop. It's only one, but it was really successful with a quarterback that frankly a lot of us did not think would be successful because you had to make him into an accurate quarterback. Remember remember when he was missing the net at senior bowl practices? Remember when he was overthrowing people left and right at his first training camp? Dayball deserves a lot of credit for getting a lot of that out of Josh Allen. Okay. This is the problem that we have in the media. We talk when we don't have necessarily enough information. We make assumptions on a little information that we have. Fans, on the other hand, unless they have the connections you and I do, have no information, Mm -hmm. and their opinions come from what we are saying, what they are reading. All right? Yeah. Is Brian Dayball responsible for Josh Allen's development? You know what my honest answer is? I have no freaking clue. Can I tell you why? Because maybe it's Ken Dorsey, the quarterback coach for the Bills that is the biggest influence on him. So I don't know the answer. The offensive coordinator is going to get the credit. 
But maybe it's Ken Dorsey who's responsible for this. I'll go back to this example because it's a perfect example. You look at Boise State's run over a decade ago. Everybody thought that that, uh, Dan Hawkins was a genius. We come to find out it was Chris Peterson. What we see is Brian Dayball having the title offensive coordinator. So clearly he has to be the guy for Josh Allen's development. For all I know, it's Ken Dorsey. You know why? Ken Dorsey was a quarterback. So he probably has a little bit more insight on the position, I'm guessing. No, knock on Brian Dayball. than Brian Dayball. So I don't know who's responsible, but I certainly know who gets the credit. Well, the other thing is also, I think, first of all, they both deserve some credit. But also, when you have the development of a court of a quarterback, and and even Josh Allen has kind of talked about this. I mean, you're working you're working with both the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. And the thing that Dayball I think deserves credit for is evolving the game plans and the tactics over the course of Josh Allen's career, and not putting more on his plate than he was comfortable with. Very similar to Greg Roman with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. It was kind of a all right. We're gonna we're not gonna put everything on the plate right away. We're gonna let you focus on concepts that you can execute best while you develop other parts of your game. Now that Josh Allen, now that Josh Allen's become a complete quarterback, he's felt the freedom to do more. But it also, if we're gonna note a negative on Brian Dayball, let's note this: on that windy night on Monday Night Football several weeks ago, when it was apparent that you couldn't throw the ball. They tried to throw the ball. The Patriots accepted the conditions, tailored their game plan on the day of the game to the ground game to not trying to take chances and won that game. So that was a night where Dayball got out-schemed. But you could also say that on Saturday night, Dayball out-schemed the Patriots. All right, let me ask you something. Because you covered the Carolina Panthers organization. Yes. Who gets credit for Cam Newton in 2015? I'd say a significant part of it goes to uh, goes to Mike Shula, believe it or not. Ah, wrong answer. Right. You know, you know who it might go to. You know who it might go to. I'm not saying it should, and maybe I should. I love it so how you quickly. said my answer is the wrong answer. You know who the quarterbacks coach for the Panthers was in 2015? Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Who's the quarterbacks coach of now? Maybe there is a connection there. Maybe Dorsey really is that good. Maybe okay. Dorsey really is that good. Well, the other so maybe, th- yeah, the other so thing maybe, I can't yeah. The oh, other thing maybe I, it wasn't Shula, and maybe it isn't Dayball. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm yeah. just throwing a possibility in there that I can see a track record where Dorsey has made two quarterbacks better after he got there. Because remember, in 2019 is when Dorsey got there in Buffalo. Yes, a year already, a year into Josh Allen's development. Uh-huh. Right when Josh, when Allen had the, the plan was already in place. I mean, I'm not going to denigrate Ken Dorsey's role in this, but I will say this: between Brian Dayball and then in Carolina, Mike Shula is the OC. He was around QB centric coordinators. They were working hand in hand together. Gotcha. Give 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 credit to look if you you can give credit to both. But we're not talking about Dorsey. Maybe you look at him as an offensive coordinator rather than just a QB coach. 
All I'm saying is I am just laying out an argument. Mm -hmm. I am not suggesting that Ken Dorsey is responsible for an MVP season for Cam Newton or the development of Josh Allen. What I am saying, though, and this is fact, he was the quarterback's coach or is the quarterback coach for both quarterbacks when they have hit their peak. We tend to give a lot of credits the offensive coordinator and rightfully so there's nothing wrong with that i'm just throwing out another argument that maybe dayball isn't what everybody thinks he is he might be but all i'm saying is dorsey has a track record dayball with quarterbacks doesn't necessarily have that track record coming up after the break two reports yesterday both on russell wilson both conflicting is wilson staying or is he going? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy Kevin at Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. They have a great offer right now. You can save up to nearly $5,300 on exclusive Mighty and Rudd Heating and Air Replacement offer. You're also going to get 10-year parts and labor warranty, whole home air duct cleaning, whole home humidifier, five-year complete maintenance, smart thermostat, including installation. And if you mentioned you heard this on the show, you're going to get a seven-day vacation voucher to one of 4,500 incredible destinations. And that's if you mentioned you heard on the show. That is a real and fantastic offer. All of it is real. All of it is fantastic. I've worked with them in the past. They did my HVAC unit. Got a great price, great customer service. Go with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Go to MightyPH.com. In the meantime, Mace, we have some breaking news, although we probably knew this was coming anyway. We had Mike Pritchard on our show probably about – we've had him on more than a few times. But near the beginning of the season, he said that he felt – Raiders general manager Mike Mayock, his job could be in trouble. Well, today he was informed that he will not be retained. So I'll tell you what this tells me. Mm-hmm. What does this tell you? I think Jim Harbaugh is in play for the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I think he is more than in play. I, th- I think Jim I Harbaugh think is going to be the be, be head coach yep. with GM yep. power. Yep. And Vic Fangio is going to be his defensive coordinator. Well, I don't know if Vic's going to go with him. He probably will, as I'm sure that Vic would love to stick it up the Broncos. You know what? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, Jim's going to be offered everything. You want the whole job? You can have. You want to shop for the groceries? Great. Yep. You want to cook with the groceries? Great. This opens the door for Harbaugh to get a huge offer. Plus, from what I understand, Harbaugh would either like to go to the Raiders or the Bears. With that... Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. 
Okay, some conflicting reports over the weekend. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport wrote on Twitter, Russell Wilson wants to explore his options. And then yesterday, Chris Mortensen from ESPN put on Twitter, a well-placed source told him, Pete Carroll, the head coach of the Seahawks, GM John Schneider will be back next season and, quote, all systems are go with Carroll, Schneider, and Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Which story would you like to believe? I know what you would like to believe. <laughs> which, which one do you believe? Uh, I believe Mortensen. You don't think Wilson's going anywhere? I don't think Wilson's going anywhere. I th- wow. I, I think they've. I think something has been worked out. Because and look, it, the reason is this, and you and I have talked about this. The most precious resource any franchise can have, the most irreplaceable resource any franchise can have, is a great quarterback, a quarterback who's going to put a gold jacket on someday. And at some point, the thing that has always gone through my mind is cooler heads have to prevail in Seattle to know that our best shot is in doing what it takes to make number three happy and giving him what he needs. That is if we're all if if that all of us talking from not only Pete Carroll, John Schneider, but all the way up to Jody Allen, the owner, that if all of them kind of came together, they understand the best way to put another big ring on their fingers is by giving Wilson what they need rather than tearing it down and trying to find another person. It's just common oh. sense to me. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's common sense. And that was the narrative going into this past season. Right. How, how, how well did the uh, Seahawks do uh, getting Wilson what he wanted? They didn't, and that's, wh- and that's, oh. and that's, oh. why, and that's oh. why doubt has crept in. Well, no, it was like, okay, we're going to try it this way, but you could say in some ways Russ and what he wanted a little more around him was vindicated. And so at, at what point were they going to, to have that moment of clarity where they say, okay, um, you know what? I th- we got, we got to pivot what we're, we have to change what we're doing here and understand the most, the, the most important thing we have is the quarterback. We got to make him happy. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here because you know how much I like to to do that. Okay, so basically what I'm saying is I'm going to ask you to throw somebody under the bus. You ready? Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you believe Chris Mortensen's reporting? 10 being the highest. Uh, About an 8. How about Rappaport? About an 8. Really? You You put them in the same? Yeah. I figured you put Rappaport lower than that. They're they're both they both hit more than they miss. Wow, well these are two totally different reports. Right. I'm leaning on the one makes more sense in terms of people who are reasonably intelligent coming to the conclusion that they should have come to a while ago. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you gotta remember something, Mace. Uh it could sound good. And I, I understand that the Seahawks have plenty of cap space, really just as much as the Broncos. Uh, if you just look at the numbers, the Seahawks right now with 44 million in cap space mm-hmm. and the Broncos have 47 million, but the Seahawks really aren't that far along on the roster. They have two terrific wide receivers. I am with you there. However, it's a longer rebuild in Seattle. Um, Schneider has proven he's not very good in the draft, at least recently. Same with Pete Garrell, who's a part of it. And, 
then you're spending a lot of money, generally speaking, on players that other teams don't want, and you probably have to overpay. Remember something about Russell Wilson. He could say, I like the direction you're going. He could also say, I'm not playing, trade me. And he doesn't have to play. He can. He doesn't have to play. He can. He, he always has that right. And he can determine where he's going because there's a no trade clause. Correct. And he, he can literally say, I will I will not accept a trade to anywhere but the New York Giants. This Well, first of all, he would want to go to the Giants. Uh, but I digress. Here's the joke running around in Seattle right now. I don't know if we really want to trade Russell Wilson for high draft picks. You know why? Because Schneider and Carroll will find a way to blow those two. Yeah, well, because they they trade down and again they they make some they make some curious picks. It's the one thing that you can question. I mean, there now look, there was a time when those two working together nailed their picks. First first three or four years on the job, that was the and it was how they built the team. You could say they were you could say they were the best drafting duo in the NFL. Yeah, but now but it didn't. No, but it didn't sustain. I mean, the the last few drafts have have been shaky at best, and then and then the, the decision making process, which leads to trading multiple first round picks for a safety. Right. That's it, that is incredibly questionable. So why, if you're Russell Wilson, why do you want to stick around for that? Because they promised you they're going to draft better. Because they promised you they're going to spend money to get help. Ultimately, uh, they I'll, well. Ultimately, I'll, they did draft Russell Wilson in the first place, and and you know what the thing is, Wilson. He is a loyal guy. To P, as long as you're loyal to him, like he yeah. the, the like he was loyal to North Carolina State. Yeah. But then when Tom O'Brien, then the head coach, said, uh, "You know what? Uh, you're out there playing." Uh, we know we said you could go play in in low A ball in the Sally League for the Asheville Tourists and the Rockies organization, but and we said you could do it, but you know what? We're going to take that back. We're going to start Mike Glennon, and then understandably Wilson went looking for another place and he found the University of Wisconsin. But he will, if you're loyal to him, he will be loyal to you. And even though it hasn't worked out in Seattle, they have been loyal to him. Well, maybe if you bring in Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. maybe Wilson has a loyalty to him too. Well, that's oh, look. If, if Dan Quinn comes <laughs> to De- look, if Dan Quinn comes to Denver, yes, the next con- the next conversation in terms of speculation uh, immediately goes to Russell Wilson, justifiably. No so, question, because we yeah. do because we do know that Russ thinks very highly of Dan Quinn, and uh, and again, understandably so. Coming up after the break, January 17th, MLK Day today, and also a huge day in Broncos history. Three significant things happened in three different decades. We'll tell you what they were, and we're going to ask each other to rank them in order of importance. That's next. Afternoon 
Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason watches SmileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at SDHMazda.com. Okay, every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Today's question is about today's date, January 17th, a huge day in Broncos history. And we will do it in order, going back and then moving forward. In 1988, it was the fumble. Jeremiah Castile's big play on Ernest Biner in the FC Championship game, sending the Broncos to the Super Bowl. Ten years later, Broncos in the in a playoff game, right? Um, AFC Championship Mason, game, yes. AFC Championship game. Elway's final home game. Broncos win. And then in 2016, I believe it is Tebow to no, no, no. It's so Demarius. No, no, no. It's uh, Peyton Manning leading the Broncos back. Oh, uh, gosh. Against Pittsburgh. I, I got distracted for a minute. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm at home, as you know. 23-16. That's the play. You remember the big third down Manning yeah. to Benny Fowler connection? Yeah. Where he broke through several tackles. Just yep. an, a determined play that kind of summed up the effort that day of the entire team. Mandy distracted me at home. I, I don't know what to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna pin this one on her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She had to get my attention for something. Yeah. With that, let's rank it. Is she's laughing? Yeah. Let's uh, let's rank it in order. Most important. Most, to, yeah. for lack of a better phrase, least important. But they're all important in their own way. We'll start at three, and then we will move up the ladder. Three, I would say. Um... Because it was a fairly comfortable game, I'm going to say the John Elway's last home game beating the Jets. Because what everyone remembers on Elway's farewell isn't that day. It's what happened two weeks later in Miami when he walked off as Super Bowl MVP. Okay. I would probably have to go with that. But, man, Elway's last home game for everything that he meant to this organization. And then I think you and I are both going to agree the divisional round win over Pittsburgh is number two, but that eventually led to a Super Bowl. And right? so did, yeah, and so did the, but then again, yeah, the Elway so did one. the one Elway last game. And that led to a Super Bowl win as well to make it back to back. It's, is it fair to say that 2016, the divisional round went over Ben Roethlisberger, right? Yes. Is number two, and then the fumble's number one? Yeah, and part of it is just the fumble. It's one of those, like, the drive, the drive two. It's just, it's such a signature moment in and of itself in Broncos history. And it also, it also in many ways defined uh, the Cleveland Browns. That moment defined two franchises in that era. Guys, what do you think? Just for fun, Mm -hmm. just for fun. 
Give me three. Are, are any of these three, give me the most memorable plays in Broncos history. Straight out one play. Not just on this date, but any date. Any date. I if if I had to pick, and granted, mm-hmm. granted, I, I've only been covering the Broncos since 2004. I think you Roughly, and I have the same answer on the single most, the single biggest play. The the most significant, okay. the most memorable. We both can agree it is what? Most memorable play in Bronco history? Yeah. Um it's the helicopter followed Correct. by T-Bow to Demarius. Mm, I'm not going to go T-Bow to Demarius as number two. Okay. I'm as a single go- play, that that to me, that's the one that's right behind the helicopter. Okay. For yeah. me, it's not. For okay. me, I'd make that three. Yeah. Number two was the sack fumble against the Panthers that set the tone for the entire Super Bowl. Yeah. Once that play happened, you knew, even though there was a long way to go, you knew that game was over. You know what, though? And I guess maybe I had a different feeling uh, being there and even kind of working for the team. I I look back at that Super Bowl and Super Bowl 50. That set the tone early. Absolutely no doubt about that. And it ended up being a play that made Vaughn Miller the MVP of the, the MVP of the game. But I also look back at really like a, a, a significant stretch of that game when it was only like 16, like 13, seven, 16, seven, 16, 10. And Denver's offense can't do anything at that point. And really watching a lot of that second half thinking, for everything that's gone wrong for the Panthers and they struggle to move the ball, they're only one play away from reversing this completely and stealing it. But they couldn't get that one play. Right, they couldn't get that one play. In retrospect, you understood what a big play it was. I understand. But like, as you're going through it, like, and, and sometimes I have trouble kind of separating in my mind what it was like than kind of what it ended up being because what I remember of that is, frankly, feeling nervous whenever Peyton Manning dropped back to sure. throw in the second half because sure. it was clear that knee, his needle was past the slash. There was nothing left that he had left to give as a football player. And he were trying the, the car was the, the car was on fumes and you were trying to somehow get it in the garage safely. Yeah, but to me, if if you put together a highlight film of Broncos plays, yeah, to Tebow to Thomas. Mm-hmm. The significance significance of the game, yeah. and then of course the significance of Tim Tebow. What he, I don't want to say meant to this organization, mm-hmm. but his significance during the time that he was here. I understand the gravity of all of that, but in the Super Bowl to have a play like that—that's one of the most memorable plays in Super Bowl history. Think about that. So I would put it higher up there than a win in another playoff game. If you had to rank the top 50 plays in Super Bowl history, Von Miller's sack, strip sack, is in that top 50. It's in the top 50. No doubt. But it's probably, stepping back and having a big picture view of it, it's probably toward the bottom of the top 50. Might be. And oh, by the way, I'll give give another shout out to a good friend of ours, Mark Jackson's catch at the end of that drive. That was like th- that's the other one that I thought about putting in there. 
And just but the Mark thing is, is, people remember the drive as a collective more right. than just Mark Jackson's catch. Correct. Right. But but you show the but when you do the drive, you can show whatever plays you want to. You do you show have, the catch have, at the end. You do. You have to show the catch. And as Mark said to me, when he was in the end zone and get ready to slide, quoting him, John Elway's eyes were like saucers when he threw that ball. What do we have coming up, Danny, on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Well, a day off for a lot of people meant early games in the NHL, in the NBA. So the Avs have already played. They beat the Wild in a shootout. We got a couple important pieces of information from that game to get into. That'll be next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I've been telling you about my guy, Kevin, at Mighty Plumbing Heating and Air for a long time. I've worked with him. His staff was fantastic coming out to the house, uh, putting in a new HVAC unit. I got a great price on it. Customer service, just fantastic. I mean, there's a reason why they have over 600 five-star Google reviews. Another friend of mine. Worked with uh, Kevin and Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. I think he got a new furnace. He got a great deal on that as well, plus a seven-day vacation voucher to one of 4,500 incredible destinations. So you got to go with them, and I can tell you about them all day. I'd rather let Kevin do it. How are you, my friend? Hey, how's it going, Eric? Good. Tell me what you have going on. What kind of things can you do for our listeners? Well, we still got, uh, we're wrapping up our vacation vouchers here at the end of the month, so we've still got some of those going out before they're gone. And then we still have our uh, $5,230 off of any full system. And then we're running uh, running a new program right now where you get a tankless water heater on our lease program for 75 bucks a month. Wait, say it one more time. Tankless water heater installed on our lease program, so you, you lease it for 10 years, and it's $75 yep. a month, and that includes all the maintenance, warranty, everything. I think but, it's a heck of a deal because tankless are only designed to last 10 to 15 years anyway. Wow, that is a great deal. By the way, if I'm not mistaken, you're doing something with air duct cleaning now, aren't you? We are. We have our air duct uh, cleaning special, which does uh, cleaning and sanitary, and it's uh, four ninety five. And also, if you were in the area of the burn, uh, we will do that for free, so you can move back in your house and know that your air is nice and clean and your ducts are clean and stuff. That's no charge to the help support the burn victims and stuff like that. So what are you doing for the people who lost a lot in the Marshall fires? What exactly are you doing? Well, we can't... We can't help anybody that's lost the home but if you yep. had the home up and you've got smoke in your home we can go in there and clean it and uh sanitize it with our equipment so this way you have healthy air and you don't have any more smoke smell wow by the way is, so you do air duct cleaning 
you do plumbing, yes, you do heating. Is there anything you don't do? Like, can you fix my car? Uh, we don't do automotive. Okay. Uh, we don't wash right. the dog. Right. Um, we don't wash cars unless we really need to. Can somebody come over and do my laundry? Can I get a great deal on that? <laughs> hey, we might be able to work that out. You never know. <laughs> How do people get a hold of you, Kevin? Best way is the website, mightyph.com. You're awesome, my man. Happy New Year, and I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. See you, pal. All right, that was Kevin. Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Go to mightyph.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Colorado Avalanche already getting the win today as they take down the Minnesota Wild 4-3 in the shootout. And unfortunately for the Colorado Avalanche, they uh, were in that shootout without Darcy Kemper. He took a little bit of a dirty hit from a Minnesota player and had to leave the ice. Uh, he's being evaluated for a head injury by the concussion specialists. Um, so Francois had to step in and he was able to keep the Wild out of the net in that shootout and in the rest of the game. Kemper left in the second period. Um, your thoughts on the Avalanche and the Wild potentially being without Kemper for a little while and the Avs still getting the win. Eric? Oh, yeah. Well, for as much as uh, Nuggets fans complain, and rightfully so, about Jokic not getting calls, Avs fans are going to be just as hot if uh, the that Wild player does not get a multiple-game suspension because he was not pushed into Kemper. He went in on his own while Kemper was in the crease. And now it's a question of uh, how long he's going to be out. I mean, obviously, Francois can step in for the, for the short term, but, I mean, the, the whole... The whole concern here for the for the Avalanche is, is making sure you've got good health in net. And, and and Kemper's been somebody who's dealt with injuries over the years. Just in case you missed it, let's uh, move over to the hardwood. You brought up Nuggets fans complaining about Jokic not getting calls. Uh, Aaron Gordon echoed some of that last night in his uh, post-game press conference after the Nuggets went down to the Jazz. Uh, but let's take a look at the NBA power rankings. That's a tough loss for the Nuggets against the Jazz. It didn't impact their standing in those rankings. They're still at number 12. And these are the teams that are ahead of them. We'll go uh, from 11 all the way to the top. Cleveland, Dallas, Brooklyn, Philly, Miami, Utah, Milwaukee, Chicago, and then the top three, Golden State, Memphis, and Phoenix, number one in the NBA Power Rankings. The Nuggets are probably where they were expected to be with the reigning MVP and all those injuries. But who is the biggest surprise team in the NBA so far this season? The Bulls. Absolutely the Bulls. But then again, I'm not overly surprised because, you know, I've been around the Nuggets long enough to know who Arturis Karnasovas is. I remember saying to people in Chicago, this guy's going to turn your franchise around. And that's exactly what he has done. And what, what he has done. 
Yeah, I mean, that's honestly why I'm not surprised because eventually you knew Karnasovas was going to do it. They certainly made some moves in the offseason. I am, uh, frankly, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very surprised that the Memphis Grizzlies are still hanging around at 30 and 15 right now on pace for a 54-55 win season. That was not something I saw Yeah, beating out. a lot of good teams in, right. in, pro- in the process. And maybe converting some skeptical local fans that are bandwagoning on other teams to support their hometown team there in Memphis again, as uh, John Moran has tried to do. By the way, how about Milwaukee? How about them being a surprise? Giannis Negative played, surprise. Right. Giannis has played 36 games. Middleton's played 33. Holiday's played 33. Bobby Portis has played 36. They're, they're not riddled with injuries. Why are they fifth in the Eastern Conference? You know, I mean, there's some... I, I have kind of a theory on this, and I'm, gonna, and I'm just going to kind of test it on you. Maybe you disagree. I disagree. Okay, fine. Um, because, because look, this hasn't really affected the Suns in the same way. But here you have a team that uh, played very late into the summertime because of the pandemic-altered season. And they just look sometimes to me when I watch them like they're trying to pace themselves a bit to make up for the rest that they lost effectively going a month later than a team that wins a championship normally would have. And then some of their players turning around and going on the, going and playing in the Olympics in Tokyo right after that, it looks like a team that did not get its legs back in a short off season. All right. That's going to do it for us because I'm going to tell you about Mountain High Appliance. And if you are looking for a new appliance, you want to go someplace where they have great customer service. And listen, when it comes to customer service, everybody talks about great customer service. It's almost like a punchline. But the truth is, when you are spending that type of money, you want to work with people who can get you what you want. When I walk in and buy a refrigerator, I mean, I know what I want in a refrigerator, but I don't know everything I want in a refrigerator. Their staff can help you get exactly what you want. Big box stores, yeah, they'll help you get a refrigerator. And the same guy who sells you the refrigerator is going to sell, sell you, I don't know, an iPhone protector. That's not customer service. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Mace, Josh Allen had one of the greatest playoff performances in NFL playoff history. And, oh, is Twitter ablaze with Broncos fans and second-guessers and late-to-the-party people? Oh, we should have drafted Allen. My question is, where were you draft night? We'll talk about that next. They got, they got, they got, they got you on the- 